You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. We are talking about the fifth episode of Killjoys Season 4, Greening Pains. While we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there will not be any spoilers for future episodes, especially since they didn't play the right trailer for next week's episode. So <laughs> I seriously have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so let's get started with our reviews of the episode. I have kind of weird feelings about this episode. I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but at the end, I kind of was confused by it <laughs> because I was particularly confused by the the writing choice to have Delsea and Davin separated from their kid for the entire episode. And by the way, I'm calling them their kid because he has yet to be named, which is also a little strange to me. I guess they're waiting for Anila. I don't know. Uh, but... This episode had kind of small story, small bits of story kind of woven together. So it felt like there was a lot going on, but each of the storylines really wasn't all that big of a storyline, if that makes sense. So I think actually it didn't feel too busy to me, but it just didn't feel like the overall story arc of the season got moved forward very much. You know, last episode, I feel like concluded or at least kind of put a pause on a lot of the storylines that were set up by the first three episodes. So this one is was introducing us to some new plot lines that are likely going to be explored more in the future. So this this episode kind of felt like a pause and like there was fun stuff in it. But all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit confused by it, I guess. So what did you think about this episode, Annie? Uh, I liked it. Um, I actually found it kind of a nice thing to get back to Team Awesome Force just working together again on like a mission, just like the old days, which was kind of a relief to see after the craziness of the first three episodes, or the first four episodes. Yeah, so I enjoyed seeing Utopia again and the humor in the episode, like when Dav got into the fight and <laughs> when he's jacked up on stims. And I was so happy that Lucy almost got a AI boyfriend. Ugh. She's like, no, I gotta stay and help my humans. But one of the character moments that I really enjoyed at the end was with Johnny and Delcea when they had a discussion and he's telling her basically don't be a crappy human. But yeah, I agree. This episode was a little busy because it's like, we're going to start about five new plot lines. Well, I'm exaggerating a bit, but um, so it's kind of like mid season. Let's, you know, start everything with 50 million more unanswered questions again. So yeah, it's uh was a little confusing like to me with all the plot lines, but you know, I kind of find it fun with all the unanswered questions cuz makes me want to keep watching. So what about you, Chris? You know, I I liked a lot of stuff in the episode, but as a whole, I don't know that I loved the episode itself and I feel weird saying that. <laughs> uh <laughs> there there was a lot going on to me, I'm like, is that, is that too much? It might be too much. I don't know. Honestly, I just don't think it could live up to the previous episode because that was a very singular story, even though there were, it was, it was like stuff happening here and then stuff happening in flashback. And as we talked about a lot in that episode, it was just like all this stuff that made my brain hurt in exactly the way I like. <laughs> And there wasn't so much of that in this episode. So I don't know. I think I had built up my own expectations, which is my own fault. I realize that. Please don't, please don't yell at me. 
but I was just, I was expecting them to follow along with that, and they didn't, which is fine. As I say, I, I enjoyed a lot of the things that happened in the episode. I thought it was interesting, though not necessarily surprising, that they went with the accelerated growth baby trope, which is a major sci-fi trope. I will say something for Killjoys, though, is they actually, like, had a sciency decent reason for why it was happening, given the background they'd established about the Holland Oh, for sure. Humans, mm-hmm. Which... You know, oftentimes, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but, you know, oftentimes on especially fantasy shows, I guess, there's kind of a hand wavy, like, oh, yes, Valkyries just age really fast. <laughs> yeah. just, they just do that. To, so I kind of like to name an example. <laughs> a random one, you know. And, <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of liked that here it's like, oh, yes, I know this is science nonsense that they've made up, but it's actually supported by things that they've said before, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Right. They very much indicated in the previous episode that this was likely to happen Mm -hmm. talking about how the baby was growing too much while dulceo was trying to give birth to it so i saw this coming i'm okay with it i also think it's interesting because there was a a finite end to the accelerated growth (laughs) Mm because they seem to have stopped it because often this is also a way for sci-fi shows to get out of having children on their shows at all <laughs> or adding the new character <laughs> permanently the anyway so again it's killjoys doing what it does best where it embraces an existing trope but then does it in a way that is different which yay also we have our core group going on a mission which again maybe this is just me it feels almost kind of out of place at this point in the story to me But it was so fun that I will allow it. (laughs) I'm okay with it. Well, my my thing was it was fun, but that tone felt a little off to me, given that it was kind of a dire situation that they were going on the mission to solve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It felt like it should have been they should have been a bit more serious about it because I kind of forgot halfway through. Oh, yeah, you know, Dav should be really committed to doing this thing and getting this information because it's going to save his kid and he should be really concerned about that. But the way that it was structured is kind of this, it had a really goofy tone to it, which was fun, but it felt, feels a little elf kilter to me in retrospect. Hmm. I don't disagree with you, but I also think that there's a certain amount of, like, there's there's sort of an undercurrent of Dav is panicking about it a little bit. And so this is sort of like a way to blow off that nervous energy. Mm-hmm. So like, it's okay. And as always, I am all about the characters, interactions and relationships, which we were just talking about. And uh, I kept expecting Pre to show up to save Garrett, but it has not happened yet. So hopefully next episode... Well, let's talk about Pre and Garrett and Fancy Lee. We had a return of Fancy Lee this episode. Yay! Being, what does he call himself? The res- resident a hole? <laughs> I was like, I knew the word a hole was designated. Designated a hole. There Except we go. Except that title now belongs to Turin. It's true. It's true. But he was being a bit of a jerk in, in the bar. And As is Garrett his way. had to. As is his way. And Garrett had to step in and, and be a li- little bit more cuddly. But something I kind of was thinking of at the end of that storyline, which I think is kind of neat, 
is, you know, you have Garrett, who's this big, burly, muscly dude who, you know, most of the time that actor would be the guy who's going to save somebody else. And I like that on Killjoys, we have his husband, who's this, you know, he wears fabulous makeup and dresses. He's the one who's coming to save his muscly <laughs> husband dude who's got himself into a spot of trouble. And I kind of think that's cute. <laughs> it is very cute. Because he is the most adorable warlord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, he's the most adorable warlord. And I've always liked that about Capri is they don't, they have him be, you know, very flamboyant and he wears makeup and, and you know, more fem- stereotypically feminine, feminine attire. But he has this background as being a warlord. He's like, he's not treated as a, as a cowardly or a not tough character just because he wears fabulous eyeshadow. And bedazzled eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't forget the eyebrows. No, I really like that. Yeah, there is that role reversal, because at the end, when it shows Garrett with the kids, I'm more worried about Garrett than almost the kids. I'm like, do not hurt our big, muscly teddy bear. So, (laughs) yeah, I really hope that Pre and uh, Fancy get there quickly. So, And I'm looking forward to the idea of Pre and Fancy teaming up Mm. to go find Garrett. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Well, do we have any theories about those kidnappings because Dutch assumed that that was directed by the lady trying to find Davin and Dutch's and or Davin and Delsea's and Anila's kid. But could she be wrong? Could they be going after the kids for something else? I don't know. I mean, of course she could be wrong, but I think that is the most logical conclusion based on the information that any of us have right now. I just the whole infrared hand printy thing that just seemed a little complicated to me i don't know like why did they have that looker spot out spotter guy who would go and leave the infrared handprints on doors right it does almost seem like a i don't know like a scarback thing maybe Hmm. maybe i'm just thinking that because they wore hoods i don't know but they did end up on what looked like one of the jump ships so i don't know yeah yeah thoughts annie uh, I don't know. I didn't really find that. I don't know. I kind of glazed over that part of the episode. But <laughs> so. it's like my only concern is don't hurt Garrett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Garrett did make me smile pretty big when the guys with the the hooded guys. I I don't know what to call them. I'd say the kidnappy people. They <laughs> were you know kind of beating him up, and he's like. Dutch is going to take down all of you. I, it just made me really happy. He's like, my friend, my tough friend, she's going to get you. It's true, though. Yeah, it's true. It's totally true. <laughs> when my friend gets back, you're going to be in so much trouble. You're going to be so much trouble. Not even my husband, but my friend. Yeah, my warlord husband. Another small story thread that I thought was pretty interesting was Torin and his Hullen buddy. <laughs> yes, Weege. Weege. I love that name. Thank I'm, you. I'm I can't all, remember his name. And I'm like, he, he, re- he remembered his name. That was the important part. I feel bad. I don't remember, didn't remember his name, but it's more important that he remembers yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I'm very curious to see where that relationship between the two of them are, is going. Oh. Like, is Turn going to have a friend? An actual <laughs> friend? <laughs> Are you saying friend or boyfriend? Only until Weege gets his memory back. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very loving embrace. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) That was funny, but... 
I mean, he did keep holding him longer than he needed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He really did. Yeah. I would say. I think we I just needs a friend. Turn a boyfriend, but I don't want to overdo it. Um, <laughs> Why not? Stephanie's <laughs> making Every- demands again. <laughs> you get a boyfriend. You get a girlfriend. Why not? Everybody gets a friend, a special friend. She coins it's one true. ship name and it's gone straight to her head. <laughs> <laughs> but Turin could use a friend, I, I feel like. He could maybe be at the point where he would he could have a friend. And Weed seems to be in an interesting spot where he clearly can still get what the Holland hive mind is, is picking up, but he has a different level of free will than they do. And I, I think that's interesting to see it play out. Yeah, it seems like maybe Zeph's reboot has severed or lessened that connection. Yeah. Which is interesting and may come in handy later, hopefully. Maybe maybe we should do hashtag Turin and Weege BFF. <laughs> yes, I agree. I They could be friends. I am fine with that. But Weege doesn't seem to be cleansed the way that, you know, like Fancy was or, or anything like that. He seems to be a little bit different. And I'm intrigued by that. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to learn more about Weege. He seems like a he could be a good dude, if not controlled by an evil being. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just for the evil influence. He'd be okay. <laughs> so do you guys think that based on what we saw this episode with all the Holland taking the fleet and going off, that there still be that they potentially could be controlled by Anila, or is it the lady? Hmm. Because I was like, I wonder. Because I think it could, I don't know, it could be either way still. That's a really good question, Annie. I don't know. I don't know. That is a good question. I feel like this episode did not give us much more to go on mm-hmm. in regards to who might be controlling the previous Holland dolls. But for sure, this, for sure, it invites this question okay, why did they all get in the ships and go away? I bet, yeah, I don't know that we know anything more about who might be controlling them. Well, I was just happy for Weege, because at one point I thought, oh my god, Turin's going to get blown away. So, <sighs> yay for the hugs. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a nice, safe, protective hug? Mm-hmm. A nice, safe, protective bear hug. Don't shoot, because otherwise you're going to get shot at a lot. So, yeah. Well, that's what makes it so safe, Annie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So since we're already talking about about lovely things like hugs, shall we talk about the fun stuff that happened in this episode? Because there was a decent amount of that. There was. I mean, even though I think Stephanie found it maybe a little out of, not out of character, but out of step maybe with where things are in the story. I mean, Davin using so many stim injection things... As I'm as I'm watching, I'm just like, this is a bad idea, Dad. Bad idea. Well, I just bad I'm idea. Like, also, They're still going. This is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's <a> pink one. <sighs> it was it was a good fight scene too. Mm-hmm. And I also just feel like I was completely charmed by Luke McFarlane and his sweet face in this episode. He had he had so many like little puppy dog expressions. I was just like, oh. I want to give Davin a hug. I personally think Davin looks great with the mask slash goggles. 
I'm like, he looks awesome. That was the other he thing, looks like guys. a superhero. That is not a mask. Those are goggles. I, know, <laughs> I was right? like, wait, that's not a full mask, Devin. So, but it's still like it's it's more than a domino mask. Can we agree on that? True. Oh, sure, but it wasn't a mask. It was goggles, <laughs> and it it didn't really obscure his face all that well. Yeah. Especially since they wandered in earlier into that, you know. That area, it's like they, they, I would have recognized him probably mm. if he came back I, wearing goggles. I know, a few right? Like later. You, you were just there. Why not send Johnny or something? This makes no sense. But yeah. But yeah. Also, I did have a moment because of last week's discussion, right? When he's like, "You guys, I don't, I don't wear go- I don't wear a mask," and I, I thought because you're <laughs> Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Further further proof that Luke McFarlane should play Superman, because Superman does not wear a mask. I see Luke McFarlane in glasses. He looks good in glasses. Somebody somebody hire him to be Superman, please. I'm begging. <laughs> and then, of course, the little fantasy sequence of how their heist was supposed to go oh, God, was, that was funny. a lot of fun, where they, you know, turned and, you know, winked and gave the camera a thumbs up or whatever <laughs> they did. It was so great. Yeah. I yeah. love that so much. For a minute, I was like, was so is this real? Oh, God, you guys, you're just being so silly. Yeah. I just, I want that clip playing on repeat in front of my face <laughs> at all at all times of them turning to the camera and giving thumbs up. A satisfied nod. <laughs> There's no Tumblr thingy-majigger with, with that gif yet? So oh, I'm sure there is. It? I mean, I, I posted oh, okay. one on Twitter earlier today. Oh, okay. I gotta look. I'm just saying, I want it in front of my face at all times. Because <laughs> I'm a completely rational and reasonable human being. And then, of course, Johnny getting a little jealous of the very ridiculously accented AI <laughs> and, and get a little fresh with Lucy. That was that was all a whole lot of fun. And And... We'd like to point out again, because we like to point this out when this happens on Killjoys. Again, there was an emphasis on autonomy and consent. Johnny was persuading Lucy, told her it was her choice. Mm-hmm. If he was going to plug the AI's disc thingy into into her whatever. <laughs> Backdoor. <laughs> Interface. I don't know the words. <laughs> this just sounds very dirty the way you're saying it. <laughs> Well, well, it was they did have to be that line about the, the back show. door. It sure was. It sure was. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is this what AI sex looks like? But I don't know. Yeah, Sandy. Mm. I personally, though, you, you, Annie, you, you said that you were kind of looking forward to maybe Lucy getting an AI boyfriend. I did not like Craven at all. I was, <laughs> I wanted Lucy to reject him at all times. <laughs> well, it was a little surprising to me that she did kind of have some fun with him and i was like god he's kind of a you know know know-it-all but then she's like oh so yeah i thought it was amusing and that she considered it and she's like no he thought he was so much better than lucy and then lucy showed him up Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i loved it get out of here with your pretentiousness craven (laughs) now to bring it back down (laughs) shall we talk about davin delsea and anila's kid the kid. The kid. <laughs> I've, okay, so it gets to that final scene with da- with Davin and the kid. And the kid is like, who are you? And Davin says, I'm your dad. I'm like, Davin, does he know what that means? He's like 
a day old. Have you been talking to him? Like, because our concepts of parents and why that should be meaningful, that's taught to us by people. It's like, does he even know what a dad is? <laughs> it's true. No, it's I mean, most of what he knows he got from Pippin. Oh, God. Pippin of all people. Like, uh, clearly Pip taught him what soup was. That's good. Uh, but... <laughs> But I was just, I was just kind of confused with the whole kid thing. Why doesn't he have a name? Why doesn't he have a name? Well, I think he just grew too fast for them to, you know. I think they were just concentrating on that problem first instead of names. So also, it seems like Dulcea was maybe asleep through the entire thing. <laughs> yes, also was a little strange to me, mm-hmm. uh, but. I did think it was nice and and it was notable to me that she wanted to do a crushy ritual for him. Yeah. I it's thought like, that oh, was cute. That's kind of nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, it very much seems to indicate that Delsea has embraced this kid as hers. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like even though she she'd expressed that it was her child, it didn't feel necessarily like she thought of it that way. And I do think it's kind of cool that we have a kind of tri-parent situation going on, because you have you have Delsea who carried the child, and then you have Anila and Davin as the, the biological material contributors to the kid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of neat that Killjoys is exploring that. Because it also seems to be, like, it doesn't seem like they're going to have one of those parents potentially bow out of the situation at this point, at least, because often that's the case. You know, you have a mm-hmm. surrogate or something, and then they kind of... Like, here, here's your kid, and, you know, that's sort of the extent of their involvement. But I think it's kind of neat that they have all three of these characters still, at least viably, going to be around in this kid's life. Right. And that they acknowledge that at the end of last season with Davin asking Delsea, you know, how how involved is Anila going to be in, in the kid's life? And Anila, or um, Delsea saying, oh, very. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. But I also wondered if Delsea's reference to crushy rituals was a nod to the fact that she's human again. So maybe she's feeling more connected to those things from her human life. Though she did mention being crushy last episode, too. Like, you know, crushies don't push unless nobody's watching or something like that. <laughs> and for sure, we see her grappling more with being human again in this episode and and like you mentioned Danny I thought that that final scene between her and Johnny was was really good but also managed to be funny it was it was a very it was a very good scene well it's such a great character moment because it has me wondering so much about how Delsa is changing and do you think she would have like wanted to do the crushy ritual and everything had she still been Holland Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, you know, it just, it made me feel sympathetic for her when she's like, I don't know what to do with all these, you know, all these emotions. And I was like, oh, Delsea. But I'm like, wait, but she's still evil, the nine person lady. And (laughs) I was like, but I'm feeling sorry for her. So I'm wondering if she, you know, I'm just wondering if this is a point in her arc where, not necessarily that she'll become a good guy, but more of an ally because she's human. I'm just wondering how the emotions are going to affect her and her motivations and I guess what side she'll be on uh, in the future now that she's human. And a mother. Yeah. 
and apparently and wanting to be a mother. So, yeah, like you said, I don't think anybody's backing out on parenthood. And of course, you have to consider the fact that, you know, Delsea killed Potter. And because of that, Johnny stabbed Delsea to try to kill her. And now he's the only one who can really understand what she's going through. Hmm. Yeah. You know, going transitioning from being Holland to being not Holland. And I think for sure this is the writers maybe setting up an opportunity for her to redeem herself perhaps or atone. I could I could be wrong. She could decide, you know what, I enjoy being terrible. I'm gonna keep doing that. It's working for me. Yeah. So yeah, I think it could go either way. For sure way. this is an opportunity that she could per- perhaps make some amends and and at least and maybe forge a better relationship with the the folks on Lucy. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe direct her terribleness outward mm-hmm. from Lucy. To the bad guys. Yeah, she could use her terribleness in a kind of positive way. <laughs> <laughs> she's terrible, but in a great way. <laughs> she's she's bad for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. See, only Killjoys makes me love characters like this that have such duality. I'm like, you, but they're so bad, but I love them. But I feel sorry for them, and oh. And that's why I'm super curious to get back to Anila, because, you know, she had her memories restored at the end of last season, and that was suggested to being a big reason why she had such hatred for Dutch, and a big reason why she did some terrible things was because of those missing memories making her mentally unwell and things like that. So I'm, I really want to get back to Anila and get Anila and Delsea reunited and kind of see where they're both at now. Mm-hmm. She- you just want some Green Queen's action. Well, well so yes, do I. I yes. do want some Green Queen's action because the Green Queens are awesome and interesting to watch. And interesting. I mean, to watch doing things other than smooching. But I will take watching them smooch if I must. I would use a different word besides interesting when it comes to watching them smooch. So, like, <laughs> sexy. So. <laughs> oh, dear. And finally, we did get a little bit of a follow-up on the story that Klein is telling Dutch in the first episode of the season. And I thought that was kind of an interesting conclusion to it, because, you know, throughout the episode, Dutch and Johnny keep getting into those arguments. Well, like, well, I did this thing. No, 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 I did this thing. And I thought it was just them, you know, Johnny wanting to think he's the hero of the situation, etc., which, you know, obviously, I, I think we're supposed to. But... I liked that when we got to the end, it's like, oh, no, the reason that I remember these things differently from you is because it was a plan. Klein had a plan, because Klein always has a plan. Yes. some There was some comment about it being a code, and it's like, huh, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. How do they find the code? Do they compare Dutch and Johnny's versions of the stories and see what's what's real and what's not real and... Where's the code hidden in all of that? So, hmm. Well, again, we know that the symbol that replaced the rack symbol, I'm sure that is part of it. But, you know, what exactly? I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how, how they'll extract this code uh, also has me very curious. Is it in Dutch's head? Is is. Zeph going to have to do a little brain drilly thing oh, again? Oh, jeez, I hope not. Everybody's had too many brain drillies already. Yeah. One wonders. 
So we got some feedback from, pardon me if I say your username wrong, Beautiful Pan. I'm just a pan. Where she said, this episode was really fast-paced and full of the heist Killjoys fun. I like how the three storylines stand on different places, but are still connected, and they move the narrative. They give us a glimpse of what the Hullen is doing collectively. Yeah, we definitely got a couple of storylines in this episode that take us back to the bigger picture of what the Hullen are up to. Because for the first four episodes, they've kind of been in a holding pattern. We've been very focused on our core group of characters, but with... The Holland dolls loading into ships and flying out of the the thorny ship. <laughs> I I don't know why it just her ship look. I don't know why her th- ship is so thorny, but it it's thorny anyway. And because the black the, root. The, <laughs> I, I know. I, yes, black roots. We're gonna emphasize that again. <laughs> and then we've got the the kidnapping going on with the the children. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the Holland are up to. We know they've taken over the rack, but we don't really haven't really had a sense of bigger plans outside of that. It does very much feel like a setting stuff up for the second half of the season kind of episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sending in that feedback, Mr. and Ms. Pan. <laughs> so thank you so much for sending in that feedback. We would love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. You can send us a voice message, which you can do in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. And we are currently running a little giveaway. If you send us some feedback, we you will be entered to get yourself a feminist Killjoys sticker, courtesy of our good friends over at Fangirl Shirt. So please send us some feedback using one of the ways I just mentioned, and you will be entered to get a sticker. You, you'll probably get a sticker, but we, we just really like to hear other people's thoughts about the episode. So please send us your feedback. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Lost Girl, Orphan Black, and other shows, visit our website at askgenretv.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the Quad, or possibly the green space. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, also, it doesn't seem like... Sorry. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Annie, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You go ahead.